Yo, what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX Hockey Cast. We are on episode 25 today, and on this episode, we are going to be talking about injury news. Is someone major out of the Canadian market getting traded? A, a, a hero returns to Calgary, and 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 revenge is had in Montreal. Also, a massive amount of goalie controversies within the league right now. And of course, we are going to be talking about your Toronto Maple Leafs. So let's get into it. Let's start out the show with the bad news. Let's start out. Well, actually, no. Before the bad news, let me just touch on a little piece of a little nugget, a little nugget, if you would that I missed last week. Jacob Chikrin returned uh, to play with the Arizona Coyotes, so that just goes to show how how much I missed that because he's played uh, quite a handful of games by now. I feel like he's been back for like seven months, but Jacob Chikrin has returned for the Arizona Coyotes, and he's playing okay. Uh, pretty decent, I would say, so that's, that's good. He's more than likely going to be dealt here at some point. The usual suspects are in there with uh, Ottawa and... And other people, regardless, whoever gets them, it's going to be pretty, it's going to be a nice piece for them. We'll see how it goes for the Arizona Coyotes and what kind of assets they're going to be getting back. Their asking price is still astronomical. Apparently, they want two first-round picks and a prospect. I think that's kind of bananas, but they, you know, teams can get very desperate. Like, maybe they can squeeze that out of the Edmonton Oilers right now because apparently they are in the market for Joel Edmondson and they're willing to pay a first round for him. And, um... Yeah, that's just batshit crazy, so uh, we'll see what the Edmonton Oilers are going to do here. Uh, maybe they're in for uh, Jacob Chikrin. I'm not 100% onto their salary cap right now, but regardless, Jacob Chikrin is back. He's playing, and that is good news for Jacob Chikrin and the Arizona Coyotes. That means he can get dealt now. Teams are watching him play, so more than likely sooner rather than later. We're going to see a Jacob Chikrin deal, and that is exciting. Where do you guys think he's going to go? I, I think he's just going to go somewhere... Uh, I don't really know, man. I, I still think Ottawa's going to get him. That's just where I'm I'm feeling him going. I think that would be pretty key. And uh, yeah, for some reason, I'm still rooting for Ottawa just so I can hate them. Because again, the Battle of Ontario, I just want it to be relevant again where both of the teams are good. And that hasn't lined up since I started watching hockey in the early 2000s. So yeah, I would really just like Ottawa to be good so then I can hate them. It's hard to hate them right now when they're bad or performing bad or just kind of disappointing because like, you know, that's like kicking a, a dead horse. They're already down. Like, stop, it's already dead. That kind of deal. You know, if you get it, good for you. If you get that reference. Anyway. Uh, another news with uh, Arizona, uh, they have agreed on an arena deal with the city of wherever the fuck they're going to put their arena. That is uh, just great news. So it's going to be a hot minute before they get this arena done, but plans are they're going to make this like unbelievable complex with like a fucking... Uh, a bunch of stores, restaurants, it's going to be like a whole deal, like a whole situation, apparently, I think there's going to be like a, also like a, like a concert arena, where they can have like concerts and shit, I don't know man, apparently it's going to be top of the line, it's going to be next level, it's going to be unbelievable, and that's good, you know, they had Shane Doan on Spittin' Chicklets this week, and he sounded really optimistic about how it's going to go, and, and the future of the Arizona Coyotes, I mean, he's a bit of a homer, honestly. He's a lifelong Arizona Coyote. He played like 20 freaking years for them, was the captain. Uh, regardless, he does know that when, you know, the heat is turned on for the Arizona Coyotes, they're actually doing well. 
the crowd show up. So that's generally how it goes for every team in the league, except Ottawa. <laughs> if you remember that, they made it to the third round and they still couldn't sell out their building. And that's just kind of heartbreaking, honestly. Like, yeah, it was kind of fun at the time to pile on to them. But in hindsight, that's just really sad that a Canadian market being that close to the Stanley Cup final couldn't make it make a full arena of fans that's sad but anyway things are looking okay for the Arizona Coyotes is looking optimistic they got the arena deal which again would probably make Calgary fan uh, Calgary Flames fans wince a little bit I'm sorry I really want you guys to get an arena you deserve a new arena more than anybody in the league without without a doubt Calgary fans so hopefully this uh, encourages Calgary to get that shit done but We'll talk about that as as the days go by and the weeks go by that that still hasn't happened. But anyway, the Arizona Coyotes got their arena. It's going to be coming, but not in any time soon. They still gotta Yeah, there's still a lot of things to be worked out, but regardless, it's 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 a deal. So that's good news for Arizona. Now let's get to some bad news. So we got some pretty big injuries this week. Three in particular that I want to talk about. I'm not gonna go through every single team like I was a few episodes ago. I feel like that's just fucking monotonous. There's too many damn injuries, so I'm just gonna try and keep tabs on major injuries and ones that are supposed to be long. So out of Vancouver Canucks, we got even more bad news for them. Thatcher Demko is out for six weeks, lower body injury. So I don't know if this is a blessing in disguise or this is bad because Demko has had a nightmare season. Trust me, I know I drafted him and promptly dropped him after holding on to him for about a month and hoping for the best. And it just wasn't happening, man. It was not happening for, for Thatcher Demko. And we'll more than likely be talking about that a little bit later on. Well, I don't have them. I don't have them listed there, so I guess yeah, I'll just I'll just throw them in there. We'll talk about it a little bit more later once I get to the uh, goaltending controversies. But yeah, regardless, uh, Vancouver is in a bad situation now that they just lost that goaltender. I I can't recall who their third string goaltender is, but regardless, they're going to be running Spencer Martin and that third string goaltender. I mean, it can't really get much worse. It's not like Demko is playing good, man. And trust me, I I I'm a fan of Demko. I think he's fantastic, and I really hope that he finds his game back. But yeah, right now he's got six weeks off, so maybe that gives him some time to you know think some thoughts and and think some thinks and and readjust himself and maybe build up a little confidence. I don't know. Maybe just sit at home and just relax and watch the Vancouver Canucks season crumble upon itself while people get sent out into the sun and trades are made and 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 yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with the Vancouver Canucks going forward, but. Uh, another major injury out of the Pittsburgh Penguins. So this one's a little scary. Chris Letang suffered a stroke. Um, and uh, this is not the first time he suffered a stroke. He suffered a stroke in 2014, which led to him missing a few months of time. And uh, yeah, it's just really scary. Uh, some people you may not know, I just learned that uh, Chris Letang was born with a hole in his heart. So obviously not great and kind of insane that he is a NHL player and playing the the and having the caliber of career that he's had with a hole in his heart I find that kind of amazing a little bit but regardless they uh they did say that this stroke was not as severe as the one from 2014 but regardless a stroke is a stroke is a stroke they're not good to have so 
Chris Chris Letang has came out. He talked to the team about it. He's very optimistic, so things are on the men. But regardless, take your time, Chris. Don't return. Don't don't push yourself too hard because that's the kind of guy Chris Letang is. He's just a, I will I will rub some dirt in it, cowboy, and get back out there kind of guy. But yeah, dude, don't don't fuck around. I mean, you got three Stanley Cups. There's really there's just even if you didn't have Stanley Cups, it's not worth risking the quality of life afterwards. So. Get on the men, Chris Letang. Hope you feel better, my man. And speaking of feeling better, my man, my man, Mac Daddy, the Big Mac, Nathan McKinnon, will be out for a while, apparently. So, there is that. My deepest and most ultimate apologies. I had a very important phone call. So, uh, now that that is dealt with, yes, sadly, the Big Mac... Nathan McKinnon will be out for a while. I haven't gotten an update on the the length of that. I'll just check NHL.com really quick and see if anything has popped up on the Mac Daddy. Dun 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 Stevenson. I don't. Oh, McKinnon out four weeks for the Avalanche with upper body injury. So fuck. That is uh, that sucks for the Avalanche. They've already had a handful of major injuries this year. I mean, Landeskog, their captain, has still yet to play a game for them this season, and now they're down a. Uh, uh, there are, are their best forward and Nathan McKinnon. So they're still doing just fine, the Colorado Avalanche. So just another challenge for another really a, a great team to uh, to deal with. I mean, the Toronto Maple Leafs are dealing with worse, I would say, right now. But yeah, losing McKinnon for a month is going to suck. Just It's just going to suck, man. So I'm feeling for you, Avs fans, sort of. I mean... Not really, you just won a Stanley Cup, so I mean, you're you're good to go for like a decade before I could start feeling bad for you guys. Alright, so I feel like that that is it for the injury news, the major ones that I have for this week. Let's talk a little bit about trade trade talks. So, Vancouver, yes, you guys are back up again. Welcome back to the trade rumor block. I don't know how much of this is a rumor, and, and I think this one's actually going to happen this time. Brock Besser, is he going to be shipped out of Vancouver? I think he should absolutely be shipped out of Vancouver. I feel like he should have been shipped out of Vancouver two years ago, honestly, and uh, not because I think he's a bad player. I just think the fit in Vancouver has been... The shoe hasn't fit there for a while, and, um, I mean, it was really sad this week that... I mean, it's I don't know. It was just a major mishap. So this week was uh, a Hockey Fights Cancer night and Brock Besser's dad passed away from cancer so this is a really important night for him and he came into the game that night and he was actually scratched he wasn't supposed to play that game turns out someone on the roster got injured and he got put in there and a lot of heat got put on the coach Bruce Boudreau and um, he claims that he didn't know it was hockey fights cancer regardless it was just a big mishap it was a big misunderstanding Brock Besser scored the game-tying goal in that game, so that was amazing, a great moment. Uh, Regardless, it looked like he was playing pissed off, rightfully so, and I can imagine that this is going to be something that's going to strain the relationship even more if it's not already strained quite a bit. And uh, I feel like just for the sake of Brock Besser and even the Vancouver Canucks, can we please just just get Brock Besser out of there and and let the kid play somewhere and just let him become the 25, 30 plus goal scorer that we know he can be because um, the guy's got an unbelievable shot. He really does a great shot. And um, yeah, great hair, great hair, by the way, my goodness, that, that lettuce on that freaking head is outrageous. Handsome devil, handsome. (sighs) 
regardless. Uh, yeah, I, I would love to him for him to get out of there as long as he doesn't go somewhere like Baston. Um, I think it's almost like everyone is like guaranteeing that the second he gets out of Vancouver, no matter where he lands, he is going to just you know it's gonna breathe a whole new breath of fresh air into the life the career of brock Besser, hopefully and no matter where he lands uh, i think he's going to do well just to get the hell out of vancouver and for for the sake of brock Besser, i hope he lands somewhere where the market isn't so intense like for example i wouldn't want him to go from vancouver and then I don't know, Montreal wouldn't be bad right now because it's kind of fun over there, but let's say he goes over to uh, Calgary and they're, or even Edmonton, for example. Those teams are like in it right now. They're, they're kind of underperforming, particularly Calgary. And uh, yeah, I think the Heat would be on Brock Bessers if he showed up to one of those two teams right now. And uh, I think a lot of pressure would be on him to come in and kind of fix the problems. Like Brock Besser went to Edmonton, they would, you know, kind of be like, hey, you're our Evander Kane replacement, and he he isn't Evander Kane, man. He's he's not that player. He's a different he can he can score goals, but there's that there's tons of elements that Brock Bester does not share with Evander Kane. And if he went to Calgary, it would be, oh, he's gotta come in here and help us, you know, he's there's our second line guy and he's gonna help fix everything. So there's gonna be pressure there. And if he doesn't score right away, they're gonna be all over him. So I don't know. They they who knows where the hell he's going to go, man. He could go to Arizona. He can go to Seattle. I think Seattle would be really cool if he went there. Just a quiet market, a team that's quietly doing well. Not a lot of pressure on that market because they're a brand new team. You know, maybe there was a little bit at the beginning because of the Vegas situation, but Vegas was an anomaly in the formula. And I think Seattle considering how good they're still doing right now, I think they're also a little bit of an anomaly in terms of how new franchises have have entered the nhl in past but regardless where do you guys think that brock besser is going to end up me i just want him to to land in a market that's not that doesn't have a lot of heat on it maybe a place that he can quietly be in a competitive market and uh yeah i just want him kind of to get the hell out of vancouver right now just it just seems like a really bad time right there and with the hockey fights cancer thing i'm like okay like i know they didn't mean it personally or anything but it's like come on man like how can you miss such a major detail like that i know that the pressure is is ridiculous right now in vancouver and and the fans are pissed and everyone's angry but still man that's just something that you know, you really shouldn't miss. But again, where do you guys think that Brock Bester is going to end up? As long as he doesn't end up in Boston, I'm happy. He probably will end up in Boston, score 50, and they'll win 17 Stanley Cups in a row. And, 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 and Tuka Rask will come out of retirement and, and, and he'll get, he'll shut out the Leafs in one game just because he'll just keep coming out of retirement to shut out the Leafs. And, um, yeah, you know, uh, uh, if you haven't noticed, I'm, I'm a very traumatized, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs fan. So, there you go. Uh, let's move on now to a little bit of, of, of fun news here. We got Shane Wright scoring his first NHL goal. And of course, of course, it was against the Montreal Canadiens. That is just freaking, that is just vengeance wrapped up so perfectly right there. So if you're unfamiliar with the story, Shane Wright up during his whole draft year was was slotted to go number one overall. It seemed like a surefire deal that he was going number one overall to the Montreal Canadiens. A young center, uh, something that the Montreal Canadiens have always been wanting. They've always been looking for that next young center, even though they have Suzuki and, and he is the next young center. But 
at the time, they uh, were still looking for that next big young center. So it seemed to make a lot of sense to everybody that they were going to take Shane Wright. And they said, nah, we'll just take uh, Slavkovsky. And that uh, shook the NHL world, I guess. The hockey world was shook. And um, yeah, and not only did he not taken get taken first overall he didn't get taken second he didn't even get taken third overall he fell all the way to number four to the seattle kraken and when he went up to that to to grab his jersey and hat and take all of his photos he was given the death stare to the montreal canadians table saying fuck you with his eyes how dare you not draft me i am going to shove it up your hoop and here it is the day he shoves it up his up their hoop yeah he hasn't been playing out of his mind and his his career so far in the NHL has been quite wonky with the lack of playing time and up and up and down and, and just you know he did well in the AHL stint he had a good run right there and now he's back up scores his first NHL goal against the team that doesn't draft him you can't fucking write this shit man I mean it's so NHL for this kind of stuff to happen especially against the Leafs but it's really refreshing for me as a Leafs fan to watch something like this happen to another team so uh, thank you for making me smile this week, Shane Wright, and congratulations on scoring your first NHL goal. More than likely going to be a lot more goals scored by Shane Wright, and hopefully a lot more against the Habitants, because, um, I don't know, I don't really hate the Habs, but I had enough of the Habs, if you, if you feel me, you know, 24 Stanley Cups, go away, and, and, and beating us in the first round was just, that really just calloused my heart that one right there like I didn't even get upset it just I got I became an emotionless uh hockey fan in that in that moment so uh yeah I really evolved that day but regardless Shane Wright first goal good for you that was hilarious speaking of hilarious Sean Mon I don't know how hilarious it is it's kind of hilarious but Sean Monahan returned to Calgary uh first time since he got traded he was drafted by Calgary spent his whole career playing in Calgary up until this point and uh, he's been playing very well for the Montreal Canadiens. He's had a very good bounce-back season, in fact. And uh, he returns to Calgary, finally gets a fantastic ovation. I mean, he was emotional. I didn't get to see it personally, but, you know, hats off to the Calgary Flames fans for giving him such a, a show of respect for a player that really did. Uh, he was just a very well-liked player by uh, the teammates and by the fans, so... And not only that, he fucking gets two assists in that game, of course. Just another NHL thing, man. Like, And, and it's a good storyline. This isn't about vengeance or anything. I don't think there was any bad feelings with Monahan getting traded. It was just kind of something they needed to do. And, um, you know, I don't think he wanted to leave or anything. It, I, I just, you know, it was just a sad situation. And, you know, it's business. Hockey is business. And, and, and uh, decisions like this need to be made at times. And, yeah, it kind of sucks. But... Sean Monahan returning, getting two assists, that is an awesome little moment right there. So, there you go. I really liked Sean Monahan, man. I remember I watched the draft that he got drafted in, and I was so amped when Calgary picked him because I was shocked that he fell down. I think it was the sixth that he that that he fell to at Calgary. And I was so amped that I thought he I thought he was gonna be fucking unbelievable. And he's been good, man. He's had a good career. I think I think he's hit 30 goals, had a nice 30-30 season. I don't know, 30 goals, 30 assists, something like that. I like Sean Monahan, man. He's a good little player. Speaking of good little players, Steven Stamkos hits 1,000 points. God damn, there it is. And uh, feel like it took, I, I'm a little, like, you know, obviously I've, I follow, I've 
been watching Steven Stamkos his whole career, and he's had a lot of injury problems. Similar uh, to the level of Crosby, not in the terms of what injuries he suffered, but in terms of will this guy ever get it back? Is this guy done? Will, like, what's going on with Steven Stamkos? And last year, he literally had the best season he's ever had points-wise, over 100 points for the first time in his career, and, uh, you know, arguably his best season. Yes, he had a 60-goal season earlier on in his career, has not kind of ever replicated those numbers ever again but he's always been a good goal scorer he is he's so close to hitting 500 more than likely in a couple weeks we'll be talking about Steven Stamkos hitting the 500 goal mark and uh yeah dude what an entertaining player I've I've really liked Stamkos I I've you know I it's 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 sad that it was really fun when um you know the the Stephen Stamkos to Toronto thing was happening, and and at the last second he just signs with the with the with Tampa. And at the time, you know, all of, I I don't know. I feel like all of us Toronto fans kind of you know deep down we really really wanted Stamkos to come down, and we maybe really thought he was going to actually do it. And no, he just stays with the Tampa Bay Lightning. But a little later on, we got John Tavares. You know, I've I love John Tavares, man. I've loved John Tavares dating back to when he was playing with the Oshawa Generals because I grew up in Oshawa. So I've uh, I've always been a big fan of John Tavares, man. And oh, I, I, can, I remember the day he signed with Toronto. I remember exactly where I was. I was in a giant tiger. I fucking just threw my hands up and was like, yes, we signed him in the middle of the store. And one other girl on the other side of the store was like, oh my God, what happened? Did he sign with us? I was like, John Tavares signed. Anyway, that's uh, a story for another time, I guess. Well, that's the end of the story anyway. Steven Stamkos, though, damn, uh, great career, what a celebration for him, uh, sadly, he didn't get to score a goal on that 100, 100th point, I believe he just got a secondary assist, which is a little bit of a, but, you know, regardless, he get, it doesn't matter, he's got his thousand points, they celebrated, Nick Paul grabs the puck, everyone's celebrating, the whole team clears the bench, and the funniest thing about it is that it happened on the road in Philadelphia, and the fans didn't know what the hell was happening, they thought maybe we're getting a bench-clearing brawl right here, it's like, oh shit, is it 70s night, what's going on, and uh, no, it's just a major milestone for Steven Stamkos, and uh, I love the fact that they did it right in front of Gotta Hot, and he just had to kind of stand there and be like, oh fuck, and the whole team's just celebrating right in front of them it's just like it's like rather skate away carter or like at least give them some stick taps or something like i don't know like yeah he just got scored on so he's probably a little salty but anyway congratulations steven stamp goes that is fantastic and you know what is not fantastic goaltending in the nhl this year what the hell is going on so this is kind of the big topic that I want to talk about uh, on, on this episode today. And, um, man, there has been a lot of goaltending controversies uh, going on in the league this year. I think more than I've ever seen personally. And um, let's start out with the Los Angeles Kings. So, Cal Peterson. Uh, oof, oh boy. Oof, Marone, as, uh, as the great Steve Dangle would say. Um, uh, what do we say here? So, Cal Peterson... Just starting his brand new contract, a three-year, $15 million contract, $5 million per season. Ah, boy, what a start. So we're a month into this brand new contract. He didn't really play that well last season. And for the longest time now, the you know, it's it's been kind of planned out that, uh, you know, the Kings signed Jonathan Quick to... Uh, a uh, 1,400-year contract that will end in 4,187. And uh, they planned on Cal P Peterson at some point 
taking over the starting role from Jonathan Quick. Problem was, Cal Peterson didn't play that good last year, and good news was, Jonathan Quick played better than he had in a long time last year, so uh, that kind of fixed its own problem. Now, the problem is, that ain't happening this year, y'all. That ain't happening this year. Jonathan Quick ain't playing as good as he was last season. He's... I don't know if he's not necessarily playing bad, but um, uh, uh, yeah, he's definitely, I wouldn't say a starting goaltender in the NHL anymore. Uh, and they were really, really banking on Cal Peterson to take over the reins this year. And it's been a fucking nightmare. If you didn't see it, I, I believe it was they lost 9-8 to eight in overtime to the Seattle Kraken. It was I think that was the score. And um, yeah, Cal Peterson went in halfway. Jonathan Quick got pulled. Pulled, obviously. It was not a night for goaltenders in that game, but uh, Cal Peterson went into the net and proceeded to let in, I believe, four goals, and each goal that went in, he would progressively have worse and worse body language, and it was getting ugly, man. It was getting really ugly, and uh, yeah, the Los Angeles Kings put Cal Peterson on waivers, which made me do a double take or two because I was like, oh, wait, hold on now. That guy, that guy is, that's a name. That's the name I know, and then we... we that's what I learned. I was like, oh, snap. Like, yeah, he's been playing bad. And uh, Los Angeles, shockingly, with horrible goaltending, I believe it is actually the the worst in the league, save percentage-wise, uh, save percentage-wise, which is bad. And LA is actually still hanging in there because their forwards are, are so, they're, they're very good. They're very deep in the forward uh, side of it. So they've been hanging in there. But if they don't get this goaltending thing figured out, it's going to be, uh, I don't know. That's why I think I, I didn't put that Los Angeles Kings making the playoffs because they're if their goaltending doesn't figure it out, I don't know how much longer they're going to be able to outscore their problems. So Cal Peterson cl- clears waivers. Nobody picks him up. No one's going to take on that contract. I thought, hey, maybe like, why not Arizona take a chance? It's only three years. I think they, they'd be able to eat that contract for three years, maybe turn this guy into something, and then trade him back out into somewhere. Like, who knows? So um, I thought maybe Arizona could take a chance on him, but regardless, no one took a bite. Uh, he goes down to the Ontario Reign to play in the AHL and to try and get his confidence back, which is... Um, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And so far, apparently, he's played quite well down there. Might be, as last I heard, he was rocking like a 950 save percentage. So, yeah, he's doing just fine. So, obviously, I think the fundamentals, the fundamentals, you know, this guy got here on his talent. I think it's between the wickets. Goaltending is more mental than any position, I would say, in the NHL. Goaltending is very mental. Uh, there's a, there's a lot going on between their mind, you know. There's a lot a lot of his confidence, and I mean, we'll talk about another goalie in a minute here who is dealing with a lot of confidence up and up and downs. But goaltending, you need to you need to be confident in yourself, man. And when you're not, it shows. And uh, yeah, it was showing with Cal Peterson that this guy I think lost his confidence a little bit, so they can send him down. I, I it's it appeared to be a good move because no one no one took him. And uh, he playing well. He's playing well in the NHL. So once he makes his way back up into the NHL, we'll see how it goes for Cal Peterson. I'm always rooting for a guy to get it back together. I'm not rooting for a guy to just suck ass unless it's like on a, a guy in Boston. But don't worry, Boston fans out there, it, it's good. Whenever I try to say anything bad about your team, uh, they they shove it up my hoop because I, I predicted that they weren't going to make the playoffs this year. And look at that, they're the best team in the NHL. So there you go. I can just uh, shut my mouth. Regardless, though, 
Uh, LA's got to get that goaltending under under control. Uh, I don't know who's coming up to back up Jonathan Quick, but it's it's going to be it's going to be tough sledding for uh, the Los Angeles Kings if their goaltending doesn't get uh, back under control. Another team that's dealing with a lot of goaltending problems right now are the Edmonton Oilers, and this one makes me very very sad. So if uh, if you've been following along this podcast. Since I started it, uh, congratulations if you did. Thank you so much if you did. And if you're new here, hi, how you doing? But um, if you didn't go back and listen to those episodes, man, I am a Jack Campbell believer fan. I love this guy. I think he's a great human being. He's so just a treasure, man. He's the puppy of the NHL. You just love him. He's so innocent. And when he gets down on himself, it's it's hard to watch. It's hard to hear. Uh, he beats himself up so bad, man. And honestly, I, I relate to that. I, I, well, I'm my hardest critic. And uh, I will I will beat myself up because, you know, I don't I don't have a lot of people around me that will so i have to do it myself and i think that's okay but jack campbell i think takes it a little too far and uh buddy boy signs a big meaty contract with the edmonton oilers leaves toronto i was devastated so devastated in fact i bought a t-shirt with his name on the back of it so i still wear that t-shirt of course proudly i don't give a shit people make fun of me for wearing a jack campbell shirt i'm like whatever man i love that player i don't care if he's gone now i just i'm a fan of jack campbell he's an awesome dude and uh what a time it was while he was here in toronto the soup chance i mean all oh, the moments it was so much fun but uh, yeah, right now he is struggling right now, mightily struggling over there in Edmonton. It has gone uh, almost as bad as it could possibly go for Jack Campbell, eating a puck in the face, breaking his nose after getting pulled. Like, jeez, man, how much worse can it get for poor Jack Campbell in Edmonton right now? And uh, and he's honestly, he's lost the starting role to Stuart Skinner in Edmonton. And that sucks, man. And... And uh, Edmonton fans must be disappointed. Everyone must be disappointed. Jack Campbell's clearly disappointed in himself because he knows. He knows that he signed a big contract and there was a lot. The weight of the world was on him because he knows that Edmonton needed a goalie and he was going to be the guy. And um, sadly, it's not working out over there right now. So I hope, I pray for not only for the sake of that contract that Jack Campbell gets it back together because I don't want it to be a really bad situation for Campbell. Maybe he gets bought out. I don't know. Gets traded. I have no idea what's going to happen with that. Uh, it looks it's, it, right now it's untradeable. There's no way. No team in the league is going to take that deal and now it kind of makes the Toronto Maple Leafs I don't know I'm starting to understand maybe a little bit more why Toronto didn't bring back Campbell and I know it's easy for me to say that right now when uh, he's doing so poorly but you know at the time I was questioning it oh why'd we get rid of soup if and uh, if we're going to bring in a five million dollar goaltender why not just pay soup the five million dollars well I think it turns out that they felt that Soup wasn't a $5 million goaltender. And they they had every right to believe that because last year he didn't play very good. And I just think that they felt the asking price wasn't good. And they made the hard decision to let Soup walk. And again, that I have to give Dubas credit for that because I gave him a little flack last week for not making those hard decisions. And I felt like he actually did make that hard decision for Jack Campbell. And I mean, he was the most beloved guy on that team dude like come on now that guy is such a sweetheart and um yeah man i just want him to turn it around and uh, i am rooting for Stuart skinner he's he's doing okay but uh not great in edmonton ever since evander kane went down they've been struggling they've been fighting it a little bit there's no not out of it they're not definitely not out of it Connor mcdavid is still there leon dreisaitl still doing his thing and ryan nugent hopkins honestly having a fantastic season over there as well um 
yeah, I mean, for the sake of, of Jack Campbell, my soupy boy, uh, I'll still wear that shirt for you any day. Uh, I wanted to buy your jersey, but I, I could not justify it. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I didn't get cheap enough. I saw it for like, I don't know, 120 bucks, and I was like, oh, I'll just buy the t-shirt. I got the t-shirt for like $9, so there you go. Jack Campbell, you fucking, you get it together, buddy. Don't beat yourself up too bad. It'll come, you'll come around, man. You'll come around. Speaking of coming around, the Calgary Flames, man, let's go come on you guys what the fuck is going on with calgary right now man like i'm getting a little bit like uh like i'm kind of sad that this is like kind of my first year like really getting on to uh the calgary flames like again i'm still not i'm still not doing them justice man i'm not watching enough of their games and you know the schedule i'm, just, I'm a busy guy i got a lot of shit to do i can only watch so much hockey in a week and i gotta watch my leafs and if i can get a flames game or two in a week i'm, I'm happy and sadly i couldn't get in any games this week i'm sorry but I've been keeping uh, keeping an eye on the Flames, man, and the 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 oh the comments that came out of Jacob Markstrom's mouth this week just um you know makes me sad, makes me um I feel sorry for the guy, and if you haven't seen it, Jacob Markstrom had uh, some after or after yeah after game comments, and he just flat out said like he sucks. He's like I suck right now. I I suck. So yeah, I mean um I can kind of. You know, I'm not. I wouldn't say that he's he sucks. He's he doesn't suck. He's definitely having a tough season for sure. And um, I drafted him with one of my earliest picks. I think my second pick in fantasy. I've already traded him away for Connor Hellebuyck, and that has been fantastic for me so far. I'm still dead last in that league, but at least that trade made me look good. So I'm not a complete moron. But yeah, dude, uh, Markstrom is fighting it hard right now, man. He. Uh, and uh, thankfully, Dan Vladar, you know, I've been, again, I've been a Dan Vladar supporter for for a while now. And um, it, it, it's starting to come out, man. Like, Vladar's starting to get some starts. He's, what, three wins in a row now for, for Danny Vladar. Uh, he's been playing quite good. So maybe Dan Vladar is, has stolen the job for right now out of Jacob Markstrom. Uh, regardless, I just want, this This goes for every goalie, man. I want him, I want every goalie to get it back together. Um Jacob Markstrom, man. Well, maybe I don't know. Ah, I, I can't say it. Just for the sake of I don't know the trade that made. Don't don't have like 15 shutouts <laughs> over the course of the rest of the season and just go mutant level. Like get it back together, but don't go crazy, okay? Um, get the Flames in the playoffs at least. That's what I want here. And uh, yeah, for for now, thankfully they have Dan Vladar, who I've always said is a good goaltender. And uh, Bruins fans might regret this one day for getting rid of that guy, but they're doing okay over there with Olmark and um, and Swayman. So uh, so far so good. But Dan Vladar holding, you know, keeping the water out of the boat right now, holding it down until hopefully let's get some uh, let's get get that get get that mindset out of your head, Markstrom. You you don't suck, dude. Yeah, you know, sometimes he's a little bit inconsistent throughout his career. You know, maybe a little comparable to uh, Sergei Bobrovsky. He has a great year and then kind of fights it the next year and then has another great year and then kind of eh. So he's a little bit of an up-and-down goaltender. Um, last year, he was so incredibly good in the regular season. I wasn't expecting him to replicate that at all. That's just, that's a lot to ask for. Um, mostly, I was just wanting him to step it up again in the playoffs and... Right now, man, if the playoffs were starting today, there's no way that Markstrom would be starting because the, the confidence is gone right now, and Vladar's just playing good. So right now, I'd say also there's a goaltending controversy, question mark, in Calgary. Uh, I say Dan Vladar is is the guy right now, and, and just use the hot hand, man. Like, don't be scared. Uh, just 
if he keeps winning, you gotta run with it, man. So I'm, I'm, I love Lan Dan. Uh, well, I, I'm a fan of Dan Vladar. To say that I love the man is a little much, but um, yeah, dude. Uh, another just another set of goaltenders that are struggling with uh, with it right now. Um, Carolina. Let's talk about Carolina. So this one's a little bit like it's it's like good controversy. So I feel like they have too many good goaltending, uh, too much good goaltending over there. So they have the youngster uh, Kovchek or something over there so Carolina's dealing dealt with some goaltending injuries the young kid comes up and he's playing great great so great in fact he got a four-year extension a pretty good deal I would say and uh on and now they have the goaltenders are coming back they have Freddie Anderson great great goaltender starting goaltender in the NHL anti Ranta arguably a starting goaltender in on some teams more so suited for that one B good backup Situation. It's mostly because of his injury problems. But regardless, um, it's come to my attention that this Kovchekov kid may be better already than Freddie Anderson and or Anti Ranta. Arguably, I don't know. Haven't really. I haven't. Haven't watched it. But that's the that's the stuff going around right now with uh, Carolina. So what are they going to do? What's the What do you think they're going to do? So Anti Ranta, I believe, is on one year left, and I feel like Freddie Anderson might be on one year as well. He may have two. So I feel like they should maybe explore trading Anti Ranta, get an asset while you can. Yes, it's probably going to bite you in the ass because more than likely Freddie Anderson goes down again at some point. So I would say just keep all three. Not gonna get that much for Ranta anyway. You could art, you could trade Anderson, but man, like you have a young goaltender here that's not proven in the playoffs. Freddie's been in the playoffs. Uh, he's had up and down moments in the playoffs for sure. Anti Ranta, uh, he's had his moments as well. But yeah, I don't know if it would be a great idea to trade away Freddie Anderson if uh, if the Heat is is really turned up for Carolina to have a good playoff run this year. And uh, if they went in there with Kovchekov and Ranta, I feel like that would make fans a little nervous. If they went in with Kovchekov and Freddie, that'd be better. That'd be good. I think they should keep all three. Send the young kid down. You got him locked up for a while. No rush. Got a little sample size to see that, okay, we got something here. That's, gr uh, that's great. Excuse me. Go with the guys that you have. Once they get hurt, you know you got a great, you got a good third stringer that can come up and hold you down, and he's already proven that. So, I say keep him. What do you guys think? Should they trade one of Freddie Anderson or Anti Ranta, or should they keep all three? I think keep all three. But yeah, so that's one of the better goaltending controversies in the league right now. I mean, that's a it's an okay situation, but it can quickly go bad. So, say they trade away Anti Ranta. Freddie Anderson goes down for, with a major injury. He's going to be down for like two months. And then maybe Kutchevkov goes in there and he starts struggling a little bit. And you're like, uh-oh, maybe we shouldn't have traded away anti-Ranta. So that's just the kind of mindset that I feel like Carolina might be in right now. And let's talk about uh, Florida. Florida. So theirs is a little more... Uh, another interesting one. So you got the $10 million behemoth contract on Sergei Bobrovsky with a bunch of years left on it. And then you got Spencer Knight, who signed a fairly big contract, and he's playing good. He's playing better than Bobrovsky. I would say he's arguably the starting goaltender for Florida right now, and that's great. The only problem is they're stuck with that contract. What the hell do you do with that contract? Is it movable? I don't know if that contract's movable, even if you retained half on that. And would the Florida Panthers retain half? I don't know, man. Like, that's tough, man. That's tough to eat. You know, look at Minnesota right now. They've, they're have they eating up a lot of dead cap, and it's really 
not good to have dead cap on your on your books so i don't know man they might have to just fight it out with these two goaltenders and just have Bobrovsky be the fucking 10 million dollar 1b goaltender and um yeah maybe he fucking finds it in the playoffs and he can be their playoff goaltender and take them far but there's a that, that's it's a type of controversy you know it's it's a, who's the starting goaltender controversy and i would say it's spencer knight yeah he's played better and i think um if florida fans could uh, go back in time and maybe not sign that Bobrovsky deal i think they'd probably do that but i don't know if there's a team out there that that's gonna i don't even know if florida has the assets like they would have to give up a shitload to get that contract off of their books like if they come ring into arizona they're gonna be like yeah we want like two first rounders and a prospect because that's what they ask f everything everything they want it's like hey what do you want for uh, your fourth line center They're like ah two firsts and a prospect it's like what but um all joking aside um if arizona ate that whole contract sent them like vamelka or something for which they wouldn't do uh that would cost a pretty penny man for florida so i i don't know if they can do anything with Bobrovsky, but at least spencer knight is as good he looks like the legit thing and that is fantastic we already kind of talked about the vancouver canucks goalie controversy demko not playing up to uh to his standards now he's hurt they got spencer martin who's playing decently but how long can that last and um yeah it's it's going to be tough for vancouver going forward and then minnesota arguably a little bit of a controversy i mean you got the old goaltender and mark andre Fleury, and then the younger guy in gustison gustison's been up and down with his play he's been playing good he had some really good games and then he's had some not great games so which goalie do you go with i think it's pretty simple it's just a 1a 1b situation split the starts don't overplay mark andre Fleury. he's ancient in in hockey terms and uh yeah make sure that you uh protect your young goaltender in gustison and make sure that he's not going up against horrible matchups you know playing boston bruins on the road and just get lit the fuck up you know have him out there for arizona games and stuff like that for now and just kind of build up that confidence but what do you guys think about the goaltending out in the league right now is it just me or goal is goaltending getting worse or is or is goal scoring just getting better are players just getting better at scoring goals i think it i think I think it's a little mix of both. More so, more so, just players are getting more skilled. I think goaltending is as good as it's ever been in in the NHL. I just think right now there's um, I don't know. It might be in a magical moment where there's a lot of familiar goaltenders in the league, and and teams just have books on these guys. Maybe there's a, a some struggling goaltenders that had a good year last year. Like goaltending is so hard, man. That's why I'm always so impressed with a goaltender that is consistently good year to year to year like Connor Hellebuyuk, Vasilevsky who's I, I, I feel confidently that Vasilevsky will get it back together and Hellebuyuk is, is back on his game even last year people would say oh that's that wasn't a good season it's like it's still a good season in NHL goaltending standards just not that great of a season for Connor Hellebuyuk but um goaltending like that i think i think it's extremely impressive when you have a goaltender who is consistent throughout his career because i think it's extremely hard to be a consistently good goaltender in the nhl so that's what i have to think about that's what i think about the goaltending in the league right now i think it's just a little mixture a, a perfect little swarm of a little bit of everything i i but more so i just think players are getting really good at scoring right now and um yeah they're just figuring it out a lot of uh, in surge of these young players with ridiculous talent i mean you're, we're seeing michigan michigan goals if you've seen the trevor trevor zegris 
shootout goal that he scored this week like oh my god what the hell was that i can't even do that in a video game like let alone real life like oh my god um yeah dude but i i don't know it's it's a little late in this like obviously when the season starts the goaltending is a little wacky and goal scoring is a little high but i don't know it hasn't come down all that much yet so i'm down with it man like we're not at the 80s level right now with the goal scoring but i dig this right now man like it doesn't have to go like i'm good with it right here this is great this is great you know we have some really good games three goal leads aren't safe anymore which is insane i mean look at the dallas stars this week they they came back from five to one and almost won that game in the third period like what the fuck crazy man and this is happening like more regularly than it's ever happened i think since like the 80s so i'm into it what do you guys think you into it like why do you, who want who the fuck wants to go back to the dead puck era where every game is 2-1 or 1-0 with seven shots like ugh, disgusting i hate that crap and speaking of hate that crap I hate not talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs. So let's talk about the Leafs, baby. It's fucking time. What a month for the Leafs. What a week for the Leafs. Mitchell freaking Marner, everybody. Let's talk about this motherfucker. Oh, oh, oh. Breaks a Toronto Maple Leafs franchise record. This team has existed for over a millennium, and this guy is breaking records. Like, come on. 20-game point streak right now. He broke it at 19. The old record was 18 games in a row. He is now at 20. So he is just setting the record and he can go as far as he wants. So no, I don't think he's going to catch up to Gretzky's record, which is like 54 games in a row. Oh my goodness. Like Marner's not even halfway there. Like that's how crazy Gretzky is, man. Um, but dude, I can see Marner hitting 25, 30 games right now. He is on fuego. Wow. He is um, watching him last night in that Dallas game, dude. He was something else, man. What a performance. I mean, that freaking shot block he did without the stick late in the game. I creamed. I straight up creamed my pants. I had to go change myself because I just, I, oh, 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 my God. It was so good. It was just such a fucking good defensive play right there. Mm, so good. But, wow. Congratulations to Mitch Marner. What a, what a performance that uh, he has put on over the last month. Started out a little rocky for him. Personally, I still think he he runs his mouth a little too much about about extra crap that it, I don't know. I don't listen to his interviews, man. I just want to watch him play hockey. And when Mitch Marner is is confident and nothing's going wrong, and Mitchie is happy, Mitchie, oh man, is he ever something to watch, man? And oh my goodness, they they brought it up this week on the Steve Dangle podcast that that this guy should be getting selkie nominations notice something he should be in that conversation and honestly man i have to agree he is he is dangerous as hell on the penalty kill he is a f oh he's so good at he's great at the back check blocking the shots like the only problem is that the nhl has fallen into a bit of a rut of that oh if you're not a center that gets like 30 goals or something basically you're not patrice bergeron if you're not that player you don't get you're not in in that conversation wingers do not win frank j selkies anymore marion hosa didn't win a selkie that's disgusting and um yeah dude i don't know if mitch marner's ever going to win one himself but I'll always remember how uh, how disgusting this guy is on the penalty kill with David Camp right now. 
They're disgusting. Oh my goodness. Teams must be shaking in their little booties when they see, when they're like, oh God, we just took a penalty and here comes Mitch Marner and David Camp. Oh God, there they are. They're in our offensive zone. Oh no, they're going to embarrass us and boom, it's in the back of the net. What a play by David Camp to get that puck out of the corner, out to Mitch Marner. Marner almost scored earlier on, on that play. Like Ottinger made a ridiculous save and then Camp works it out of the corner and gets it to him. Boom, in the back of the net. 20-point streak. Let's freaking go. Marner, oh my goodness. And the the worst thing about this is like, I don't know. I didn't want to, I haven't even put on a Marner jersey yet this year. I have one, and it's my St. Pat's Mitchell Marner jersey. And I, I wanted more than anything to throw it on, but I felt like I didn't want to fuck around with a streak, man. I know like the luck of the Irish would have been good for him, lad, but... I didn't want to fuck around with it, and my Austin Matthews Centennial Classic, I believe it is, was on a hot streak. It was on like a five-game-in-a-row winning streak, so I've been rocking that a lot uh, until recent. I think it, it, it it's uh, the streak is over with that jersey, sadly, so uh, I'll have to... I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to wear now. Maybe maybe it's time to pull out the Marner. But um, anyway, it doesn't matter. You don't have to... We don't have to talk about uh, what jerseys I'm going to wear. I'm, I'm, I'm a dork that way. But uh, dude, Mitchell Marner on fire this year. I don't, I don't know if he's played any better than this right now in his career. He's, he's clicking on everything. The defensive abilities, the the passing's all there. The moves, it's good, man. I mean, I am having a blast watching Mitch Marner. Last night was uh, against Dallas was such a treat. That might have been, I don't know, the best that I've seen him play this year overall. I think I don't know, man. He's had a lot of good freaking games, but um. Keep it going, Mitchie. Let's see how far he can go. Where do you think he ends up? Do you think he go? He can get the thirty? I'm, I'm. Why not, man? Why the hell not? Like the way he's going right now, why not? Let's. It would be really fun to see a player hit 30, 30 games in in this NHL. That would be really fun. And uh, the only other thing is. Um, the Leafs had another awesome November, man. Like, what the hell is up with this team? They they come out flat-footed in October, and then they have the most incredible franchise record-setting Novembers. Like, again, they went 11-2-2 in the month of November, and they're still going strong here in December. So far, so good for them. So... Ah, yeah, I don't know what to say, man. Like, I know that, you know, a lot of us fans, we get bundled up and angry in, in the way that they play in October. And that's because we've seen this story play out so many times. So it's, I'm, I'm completely, like, I completely understood when Steve Dangle was losing his mind at the beginning of the season. And I was too. I was absolutely right. I wasn't to that level, but I understood what he was talking about. Like, these are all problems that they've had for years and years. And like, just enough is enough like there's only like you got to be able to get these horrible habits out of your game after like all these years and um i don't know the habit remains that they dominate in november and uh man i mean oh we'll talk about matt murray in a second but um yeah dude and on top of that it is beyond impressive the fact that they have a depleted blue line <laughs> what can you say i mean justin hall has gotten it back together. Sandine has been playing fantastic since Morgan Riley's went down. So maybe Sandine just needed a bigger role on the team. I don't know, man. So he's been playing great. He scored a goal the other night. That was awesome. I was losing my mind. Didn't cream. I did not cream for that, but I did. I did celebrate hard for him. Austin Matthews has come back to life. He's uh, scoring goals in the old Austin Matthews way that we know. He did it again last night. Just right up down the middle. Boom. Snipe. No chance. You cannot let Austin Matthews be in those situations. And, and now he's starting to really make teams play. Or pay. Sorry. And play, I guess. I don't know. Uh, he is back on track. He is getting back up there on the on, on the goals 
uh, projected. I think he's up in the 40s now. He was in the low 30s earlier on in the season. So he's he's getting back up there. He's already caught up to John Tavares, who's having, like, it's really weird how that goes. I'm like, oh, John Tavares scored already at 13 goals. Like, oh, 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 so good. And then you look at Austin Matthews. Like, there's his 13th goal. You're like, no, I mean, he should, he should probably have, like, probably have a little bit more than that right now but i mean 13 is fantastic that's that's so good uh johnny t unreal willie great but you know in the willie way where it's like i just want you to be great all the time though like why can't you be like that all the time if you can just be great all the time in playoffs that's what i want willie's been fantastic in playoffs but um yeah dude this has been a fantastic month for the toronto maple leafs doing it with that depleted blue line like no muzzin no riley no brody literally your top four is wiped out got Giordano, the old legend, freaking still getting it done out there. He's been fantastic. Lilligren and Sandine together have been really good. And that, I, I'm loving that. Like, I really like that they're playing together. And they're playing good together. And it's a good pairing that could be a pairing for the long run. Like, Sandine and Lilligren could be a pairing for the Toronto Maple Leafs for a decade. We don't know yet until... And I'm down with that, dude. I'm down with that. Looking good, dude. Looking good for the Leafs so far. Goaltending has been fantastic. Like, oh... Matt Murray last night, dude. What the fuck? What was that? What a 44 safe shutout. Like, oh my God. And he was excellent. It wasn't that the Leafs were, oh, it wasn't like, oh, the Leafs were, you know, it wasn't like, oh, Dallas was just taking muffin shots. No, he was making major saves, dude. Like the the saves he made in, in the game last night. Cream factory over here last night for me. I was losing my mind. Matt Murray played the best, I think the best game he's ever played in his career. Best game he's played this season, and he's had a, a couple of good games this season so far. Absolutely, his mwah, chef's kiss last night. What a fucking performance by Matt Murray. And it's kind of making us forget that, hey, hello there, Ilya Samsonov sitting on the bench over here. I'm unreal too, by the way. Yeah, both of these goaltenders. Who would have thunk it that both of these goaltenders would be doing this good? This good. I don't think anybody thought that they were going to be doing this good so far in this season and we'll take it we'll take it we will take it we will gladly take it i love me some good goaltending and i feel like the the defense has been there helping them out they've been blocking more shots still making some bad turnovers there i mean last night in the in the dallas game i mean these were young new players i mean sda uh serga durga chinsev or whatever finally made his nhl debut oh just threw a fucking muffin right right to the dallas star player i think he might have gave it right to jamie ben i think it was tyler sagan and it's like come on man like no so i don't know if we're ever gonna see sda again after that and then connor timmons as well was in there for his first game i didn't notice him which in defensive terms is good until the very end of the game, the last minute there, when we're like, all right, let's just get Matt Murray the shutout. There's like a minute and a half left, and, and he struggled a little bit to get that puck out of the zone. I was like, oh, God, Timmons, no, please. Please don't give it away and make it go in the back of the net. Like, that would be it. That'd be it. He's done. Down to the mindsies. You're done, son. Get back on the bus with the soggy Subway sandwiches. Anyway, uh, I think Timmons did okay. I didn't notice him out there. I just, I, I, just that one moment, but not too bad. We'll see if he, he'll he'll get some more time. We'll see. Uh, regardless, man. Wow, what what a month! I'm just I got to gush just a little bit. Um, let's talk about some of the other games that the Leafs had this week. I'm a little all over the place. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm a little excited. Uh, Toronto played San Jose this week, beat them three to one. Sansonov was back in the net for that game. He played good. 
Uh, the Leafs were wearing the reverse retros in that game, and I personally think they're fine. They're fine. They're, they're It's a Leaf jersey. They're all pretty darn good, man. It's a good-looking jersey. I just think... Uh, they have like the big white strip on on the shoulders, right? And I thought that looked really good on TV. The only I think they should have went with the nice thick white stripe on the bottom as well, where they where they went with two thin white stripes stripes, which I feel makes it look too much like the current era Leafs jersey. So if they put the big white stripe, it would have made it look more like the 70s 80s Leafs jersey. I, I feel I think that would have been a lot better. Regardless, it's uh, you know up close. With the, with the details on the leaf, pretty nice. I'm not going to buy one unless I, I can find it on sale dirt cheap. Not something I'm going out to uh, purchase. I have uh, actually have the, the Bieber jersey coming to me for Christmas. Thank you, my wife, my lovely, beautiful wife, giving me that jersey. I'm going to have that for Christmas. So, um, yeah, dude, my collection's starting to get a little bit too much. Like, it's I'm running out of places to hang these bad boys up. So, uh yeah, I don't know, man. I almost bought myself a Johnny Goudreau Flames jersey because I saw it on sale for sixty. $66 or something and uh, I wanted it man but I already had I already have that jersey so if it was in any other style of jersey I would have bought it but because I like I like Johnny ham and egg ham and cheese man it's like I don't buy jerseys necessarily for the for, always for the team like like for example my my Maddie Kachuk Flames jersey I like I love the Flames and I like Maddie Kachuk man I, I know it's not everybody's cup of tea I feel like I've said this exact same thing like probably last week but I like him as a player. He's very entertaining. He's talented as fuck. He's he's fun to watch. So I got the jersey. It was sixty bucks. Can't 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 turn it down. That's a two hundred and fifty dollar jersey. I, I will. I yes. I will buy that. Thank you very much. Regardless, I think the the re reverse retro is okay. Personally, I liked last year's version better with the gray. I thought I liked the gray man. I thought the gray worked. And uh, in that game, dude. Oh my god. The the final two minutes when Marner was chasing his point streak. Oh, that was so insane, dude. He When he passed it away, I almost fainted. I almost fucking fainted. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, oh my God, there it goes. Like, there you go. Just passed it away and gave it to Kerfoot of all people. Like, guy's got no freaking goals. He sucks. Oh. Anyway, he got it done. He missed the empty netter, but then he put it away. And I was like, oh, my God, my heart, dude, my heart. So, uh, yeah, the ending of that game was freaking insane. And then the Leafs had a fan, a great game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Sadly, we didn't get the win in that one. Lost 4-3 to three in overtime, but that was a freaking good game, man. That was game 8 of the playoffs. That was just another game of, of their playoff thing. That was a fantastic game, dude. Sadly, it goes to 3-on-3 three three overtime, which has been a big problem for the Toronto Maple Leafs right now. I think they're rather 1-6 or 1-7 now in overtime. Not good enough. Literally on pace to lose like 25 or 20 plus games in overtime. Not good. I hate loser points, so let's get that the hell out of here. Let's start winning these freaking games in overtime. Like, there is no no reason why the Leafs shouldn't be one of the best teams in three on three overtime. Marner, Matthews, Morgan Riley, Matthews, Marner, Sandine, Tavares, Willie, come on. Like, this is ridiculous. It is so obviously within their heads. They make these stupid passes. They make terrible decision making i mean it's weird like they go they get into a different mindset when it becomes three on three overtime and they just can't get it done so really got to work on that y'all that's uh the one thing that i gotta take out of this month is that you got to work on those overtimes y'all because uh not good enough and then the four nothing freaking amazing performance last night by the toronto maple leafs i mean uh more more so matt murray murray without a doubt stole that game dallas had incredible chances they they 
they should not have gotten shut out, but Matt Murray, what a performance. Holy shit, man. Like, I'm so happy that Matt Murray has got his game back, man. Like, uh, again, man, I'm not going to root for a guy to have, have, have his career go, go down in the toilets. But yeah, dude, I, I did not expect Matt Murray to do this good. Did not expect Samsonov to do this good. I'm so happy that this is happening. This is fantastic. I'm scared about how much Samsonov is going to want if he keeps this up. But regardless, at least we got Matt Murray for a couple of years, and we'll see how that goes. So far, so good. And um, the only other note that I got here from that game is Jason Robertson's point streak ended at 18. That was a fun game for the Battle of the Brothers. Yeah, Nick Robertson versus Jason Robertson. Mommy was in the crowd wearing the Dallas Stars jersey, but she had the Toronto Maple Leaf hit. So... There you go. It's completely understandable because she was in Dallas. If you're wearing a Leaf jersey in Dallas, yeah, you don't want to get heckled, man. You don't want to get heckled. So uh, I completely understand that. Neither of them got any points. So what a waste. What a what an absolute disappointment. My children suck. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Both are fantastic. Jason Robertson, we talked about him last week. Unfrickin' believable. But Leafs played, just shut him down. You know, yeah, he almost got a point there right at the end. He almost got it. But, yep. Nope, Matt, yep, nope, okay, that's what we're going with, yeah, no, uh, Matt Murray shuts the door, and what a performance from him, holy crap, so, um, upcoming games for the Toronto Maple Leafs, we got the Los Angeles Kings to, uh, tomorrow, Thursday, Calgary Flames versus the Toronto Maple Leafs on Saturday, oh, fuck, yeah, that's gonna be a fun one, y'all, uh, that's gonna be a fun one for me, cause I'll be, I'll be kinda satisfied regardless who wins, so, uh, let's just have a really good, fun game out there, and, uh, yeah, that's what I want. And then they're playing Anaheim on Tuesday. So let's get a revenge on Anaheim. Beat them 15-1. to And uh, yeah, don't you freaking dare lose to the Anaheim Ducks again. Because uh, you already lost once. Unacceptable. Cannot happen again. Destroy the Ducks. And um, yeah, I think I just destroyed this podcast. So I think we're going to call it a show here for this week. Thank you everybody for listening and sticking through for the whole show. If you're new here, welcome to the podcast. You are you are, you are awesome. Thank you just for listening, all that great stuff. I had a big week this week for the podcast. Out of nowhere, I had like 70 download day and like, oh man, I haven't seen one of those in a while and that was really refreshing. I was like, oh wow, that's awesome. So I'm glad that you got, that people are finding this podcast somehow. I, I do my best, man. Like I try to promote it uh, as best as I can without paying money. And, um, yeah, again, go check out the YouTube channel, Gamer GX Videos on YouTube, doing a Let's Play of Uncharted 3 and Disco Elysium right now. Getting real close to the end of Disco Elysium, man. Like It is getting crazy over there. I am going for just the most batshit crazy ending that I can get. And it's getting pretty freaking wild over there, I must admit. So, um, you know, I'm plugging myself, but I think you'll, you'll have a good time checking out the, the latest few episodes of Disco Elysium over there. So I, I recommend you go check it out. The links are all in the description of course i have a twitter page if you want to follow me over there i announce like when the podcasts go up it's a great place if you want to discuss the podcast you know if you if you heard me say something ridiculous on this podcast that you don't agree with go over to my to the twitter page link down below comment on the 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 post that i put on it's like here's the latest gx hockey cast and you can post a comment on there be like hey idiot i think that you um you're not nice enough to mitch martin or something like that or if you just want to be nice say hey man awesome podcast i think you're doing a great job i would love that that would be so great that would really make my day and i hope this podcast made your day and um let's go leafs i am off tomorrow so i'm going to be partaking in the toronto maple leaf game i'm gonna have a good time with that can't wait for the game on saturday that's gonna be a banger against the flames 
Let's go, baby. You guys are so close to the weekend. You're so close. I'm already here. And uh, yeah, I hope you're jealous. Mm -hmm.